All right, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. And uh, we're talking about dealing with the attention from your weight loss. This is something I want to talk about because it's something people rarely think about, but it's a it plays a big part, you know, in, in what's going to happen for you. And so um, there's two kind of two ways this can go, right? Some people love the attention and some people dread the attention. And so both of these I think need to be addressed. So if you love the attention from the weight loss, cool, but don't make it all about the attention because that attention is not going to last, right? So again, if you want the attention from losing weight and you enjoy it, enjoy it, okay? But understand that if that's your main motivation, it's probably not going to last. We need to find a deeper reason uh, why you want to do this. Again, getting what this is called specifically, let me just reference this. Uh, when we focus on other people's, you know, feelings of how we're losing weight and excitement about it, uh, that's called extrinsic motivation. We want to find deeper reasons why we want to lose the weight. Again, getting the extrinsic external people saying nice things about us and that attention can feel good, but it's usually not going to be enough to keep it up because people habituate to it and eventually they stop saying anything about it, right? You just become the thin person and no one says anything. Um, so don't let that be your main motivation, but enjoy it during the process. But now I want to talk to the other people, the people that might be nervous about the attention. And uh, this is a lot of people I find. And if you have not been losing the weight that you want to, I would absolutely take a little bit of time and question, is the attention I think I'm going to get, especially if you're a woman from men, is that something I don't want to deal with? Because if you don't want to deal with that attention that you think you're going to get, there's a very good chance that you're going to sabotage yourself and you will keep the weight on as a form of protection, as a way to avoid that attention. And so that's fine if that's what you want to do. But if you want to lose the weight, but you're worried about the attention, then we need to go deeper and we need to start asking questions like, how do I want to deal with the attention? What are some ways I can do it? And again, for each person, the answer is a little different. But if you begin asking that question, you're going to get yourself to a place where you start thinking more deeply about this. Because again, a lot of people don't really look at the deeper reasons why they may or may not um, be losing weight. But this is a huge one. The attention you know, that a woman gets from a man, um, she may not want that. And again, depending on the history, you know, you may, you may be fearful of that even. And so if that's there, it's got to be resolved if you're going to get the weight loss results that you're really looking for. And so again, recognizing it first and then going into it with the question, how do I want to deal with this? Because there are a lot of strategies. I mean, you can wear, you know, certain clothes that kind of put it off. Um, you can, you know, figure out strategies and comebacks and, and ways of dealing with that attention or avoiding it in the first place. Um, or sometimes you can realize that's really not, I'm, I'm kind of blowing it up in my mind bigger than it needs to be. The time I'm referencing when I, you know, I'll give you a specific example to talk about. If you were in college and you were getting a lot of attention, you know, and now you're 60 and you're married and, you know, live at home, those two situations are very different. But sometimes we might reference, you know, the past and kind of project into the future. So make sure that whatever attention you may expect that you're going to get, make sure it's accurate to the situation you live in now. Because sometimes that alone is kind of curious and say, okay, I'm not going to deal with that anymore. And so, Either way, the point is to first recognize if it's there and then deep dive into it, right? Think about it. Is this something that may be stopping me and come up with solutions that work for that, all right? And um, again, ultimately, the attention we get can be good or bad. Nothing is, is just good or bad. Everything is good and bad. So the attention can be good or bad depending on who you are. There's no right or wrong with this. There's just recognizing how you feel about it and then moving forward with it, all right? So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. We'll get into that. I feel I'm like distracted. My, my camera here is 
my other camera. I have two cameras going on. If you don't know that, I uh, I live stream this right now on YouTube. I'm, I'm thinking about live streaming on, on Facebook and in other places, but right now it's just there. But it uh, for some reason, it's just like kind of crooked. And anyways, all right, I'm comfortable now. <laughs> that was distracting. Uh, that was distracting to me, but I'm feeling better now. But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Here we are on a Friday, right? Who's talking about weight loss on a Friday? <laughs> what are we doing, right? Uh, um, but I'm talking about weight loss on a Friday. I'm talking about weight loss every day. You guys know that, right? Yes, absolutely, right? Um, but I, I do like to joke. I always joke that, that, that program yourself is probably the only weight loss plan a person would start on a Friday. <laughs> and I make that joke just to, to make a point, you know, that, uh, that most weight loss plans you don't want to do. Right. I mean, I just made a video like that. It's like, you know, is is the problem that you have no willpower or is the problem that the plan you're trying to follow is too rigid, strict and overwhelming to you, you know, especially right off the bat? And uh, I think that's a great question to ask, you know, because if you're just walking around, you're just intuitively thinking, well, I'm the problem. I don't have any willpower. I can't do this. Then you're not really moving yourself forward at all because that's not the problem. And 90 percent of the time, that's not the problem. The problem is that you, the plan you're trying to follow is either too strict, too rigid, too overwhelming for you, and or you're you're just trying to be, again, all or nothing, right? You're, you're just trying to be perfect right off the bat, you know? There's no sense of, of like development, practice, getting better at things, um, you know what I mean? Oh, my friends are here over 15 minutes looking forward to it. That's awesome, Astro. I'm really happy for it. I can't wait to hear about that. I, I'm so proud of you, Astrid. That's a big, you know what I like about you, Astrid? You, you take an action. I love that. Okay, it's a great job. Astrid's in the program, so I, I'm just following up on some stuff we talked about yesterday. In Program Yourself Then, we actually have, in the coaching version of it, we have live calls every Tuesday and Thursday. And, um, you know, I, I think that's a big piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? Like, I, I offer the program without the coaching as well. Um and it's still great <laughs> and people are getting results. But if you can get the coaching, man, coaching with people is, you know, especially like, again, there's the, the fact that I know what I'm talking about, but there's also the fact that by nature, we tend to, we don't have perspective on our own problems and solutions. And so we're just unaware of them. You know, I, I always use the example and follow this if you want to, but you, you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it close the other eye, look at your nose, you see it open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose. And so your brain's doing this all the time. So a lot of the things, especially when it comes to weight loss, because you've been at this for so long, you just don't see what the problem is, right? You, you think it's this thing and it's actually this thing over here, you know, and you just spin in your wheels. I get out here and try and hit the big things, you know, in terms of diet mindset that you may be stuck in. Um, but when I can work right with you, you know what I mean? We do all our calls are on Zoom. And when I can spend some time with you and, and hear what you're saying, I, yeah, I've, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this for 20 years. I can I can hear things and pick things up that you w can't, you know, and um, I can move you forward. And it's very rarely about the weight loss stuff. You know, that's what I find very interesting coaching about weight loss is I'm rarely talking about food. You know, I'm not talking about like what to eat, exercise. I'm not talking about that same shit you always hear from the diet industry. It's usually stuff about like, I don't know, uh, you know, when's the last time you had some friends over, <laughs> right? When's the last time you, you, you took a break and, you know, got some relaxation or did something you like to do? I, it, it's just, it's so funny. It's just, it's so rarely is about like what you should eat, you know? Like, like your weight loss issue is not that you don't know what you should and shouldn't eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently. And so that solution is different than you normally think about, you know? And so, 
um, yeah, I, I, lo I love this coaching because it's 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 just funny because I work with people. Everyone in the program is they're almost always overthinkers, very smart, usually successful professionally or personally in some capacity. And then it comes to their weight, though, and they're struggling, you know, so it's not that they don't have the skills or the ability. It's just there's a weird thing our mind does where it's like we can have we can have willpower and this, you know, focus and motivation and ability to take action here in this area of our life. And then when it comes to the weight, we don't have any of that ability. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. The ability's there. It's just for some reason we're not tapping into it. And so it's fun. I, I like the work I do because a lot of the results are really quick. You know, we're not developing the skills. We're just mapping them over where they haven't been mapped over to. I hope that makes sense. Um, Don says, you helped me a lot to put the focus on how I feel after the food I eat and not to focus on pleasure. Yeah, that's great, Donna. That's kind of the point. I mean, now, again, here's the thing. Let, let, let's bring pleasure into it, too, though. The pleasure, we can focus on pleasure, and I think this is an important piece of the puzzle because your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism. So we don't want to make this all about, like, I can't eat that food because I don't want to feel like shit. Um, I don't want to be overweight. I don't want that. We don't want to make it only about pain. We want there to be a pleasure. The pleasure, though, that we're tapping into is the bigger pleasure of being the person we want to be, being in control of our weight, our health, our eating, um, how we look, how we feel, who we are as a person. And so we keep attaching our pleasure to that. So it's not that we're not focusing on the pleasure. It's that we're, we're shifting from the pleasure of the food to the pleasure of being the person we want to be with the success of, again, eating the way we want, living the way we want, look the way we want, feeling the way we want, all those things. And ideally, so, so we're not getting rid of pleasure. We recognize the pleasure of the food and we create a bigger pleasure by really blowing up this idea of who we want to be and all the pleasure that goes along with that. Okay. Um, but great job. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. The coaching really helps. Yeah, Astrid, right? I, of course, right? It's just because, you know, like a lot of people come into the coaching calls and it's like you just feel stuck a lot. You know, that's what ends up happening. And part of the reason you feel stuck, another piece of that is that you get into moods, you know, and you get into these moods where your brain basically just shuts down on top of it. I see this. This is probably the main thing I see coaching is that very smart, intelligent people get into a bad mood and everything just shuts down. And now they can't even see the simplest of solutions, you know? So again, pulling them out of that state, that's the, the my favorite thing. And I think it's the most important thing of, of coaching. And I always say this to my clients when I start working, I say, listen, you're not, you're not paying me to, to, for when you're doing great and everything's going great. You're paying me for that week when you feel like, ah, this isn't worth it. This sucks. I, I'm not feeling good, you know? And so uh, I, I like being there when people feel down because then I flip them around. And when you go through it a couple of times, you learn how to pull yourself out of the holes. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of change in general, but certainly weight loss is being yourself, getting yourself feeling back on track. Um, Bailey says, had knee-jerk reaction today, got on scale and was disappointed. I had to remind myself, be patient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, 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 Bailey. Okay, that's perfect. And that's what it is. Yeah, you're going to step on the scale. Listen, folks, my program, any any weight loss program on the planet, there's going to be a time when you step on the scale and it stayed the same, it didn't go down as much as you want, or God forbid, it goes up. And that's 100% what you're going to expect every single time you try to lose weight and start measuring it because weight loss is extremely unpredictable and uncertain during the short term. In the short term, your weight loss, there, there's a million things. And especially like you get you see like with with weight loss we've been conditioned to zoom in and so you know you spend a week on a keto diet let's say right or intermittent fasting or 1200 calories it's like that week feels like a month 
And now you step on the scale, like you should be, you're expecting like three, four, five pounds or something. You know, so your expectations are way out of whack. And you go and step on that scale and you only lost a pound and a half. And now you feel devastated. Does that, right? <laughs> and so, so much of this process is managing expectations and dealing with those emotions, you know? Um, I, I don't know, Jody, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but I'm, if you're going to use a scale, if you want to lose weight and you're using a scale, and you don't have to, right? Again, the golden rule is you do what works for you. There's no right or wrong. But if you're going to use a scale to measure your progress, I would suggest using that scale every day because your weight can fluctuate pretty wildly day to day. I got about a five pound is about the maximum um, shift I can have in about 24 hours. Um, but usually, you know, it could be two, three pounds pretty consistently. Just day to day, what was the difference? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of factors. But so if you weigh yourself week to week, you know, the chances that you weighed yourself the first time and you were down two pounds, right? You were kind of lower. Then the next week you weigh yourself and you're up a pound, right? And now it's just like, it feels like, oh, I did all that. But then if you weigh yourself the next day, you know, once a week, I don't think you get a real clear idea of where you're at. And you're not taking all those little shifts and fluctuations into account. And the chances of you feeling discouraged go way up. And that discouragement is stepping on. Give me some hearts if, tell me if you've ever had this happen, that you've been on a weight loss plan, whatever it's been, and you were doing it, and then you stepped on the scale, you were disappointed by what it said, and you stopped. You quit, right? Because you were just too discouraged. You couldn't keep going. You couldn't find the motivation to continue anymore, right? And what's even worse is I have clients that are successfully losing weight, and they feel discouraged, right? Because the diets, all that diet marketing has put these unrealistic ideas in our minds. So we're walking around, I don't know, I don't expect a lot of weight loss, maybe three pounds a week. That's a lot of weight loss. You know, and so we got the, we start, we're, we're anchored way high and, and, um, we got to deal with that. We've got to learn with that. Now, how do you deal with that? The way I suggest you deal with it is you have to keep reminding yourself, this is not about weight loss. I don't give a shit about losing weight. I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life to run near autopilot. That's what I'm focused on. I don't give a shit how much weight I lose this month. I want to be at my goal weight or very close to it next year at this time. And I know that's hard to do at first because you're never taught to think that way. But that's the truth of what you want. How long do you want to keep the weight off for? Right? You're saying forever. So what is your rush? You know? I'm not going to go into it. We were talking to the coaching call yesterday about, about the, the feelings that go along with weight loss. But I'm not going to get into that right now. But um, the last time you explained how ads manipulate us to focus on pleasure during eating the food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and so, so yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And they do that by focusing on the anticipation of the food coming towards you and the consumption, the eating of it. But that's, that pleasure is always there. And so if we focus on the consequence, we, we reduce that because again, the food is pleasurable when we're looking forward to it and we're eating it. And a lot of times there's kind of a negative consequence following it. So yes, that part's good. And, and I want you to keep doing that. But then I also want you to overlay on that. So, so let's just say I got a pint of ice cream in front of me. I'm thinking about eating it. Um, I know I'm imagining put my spoon in it, that first bite, and then eating it consistently until I'm done. If I just focus on that, I'm cranking up the cravings. And if I say to myself, how am I, how, hold on a second, how will I feel five minutes after I finish eating? Eh, I'm going to feel kind of full. I'm going to feel kind of phlegmy. I'm going to feel frustrated with myself. I'm going to feel like I kind of ruined this day in terms of my weight loss. And I'm not going to like that. Great. But now what I want to do is I want to lay over that. But if I don't eat that, I'm going to feel really good. I'm going to feel proud of myself. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And I'm going to look back at today. I'm going to say, holy shit, look at that. Another day. Good job. You passed that. So, so you see what I'm saying? Add that little piece on top of it. So I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I remember saying that. But we don't want to just the negative thing. 
um, then we want to layer over the pleasure of being that person too as well. So that's a kind of a little extra step for you now. Um, I'll do the redo technique tonight. I want to stop the bad thoughts next time. Yeah, Billy, that's great. So, so, and plus, you know, listen, Jody. So, when um, you do that and notice, notice the thoughts that come up, the expectations, the feelings that come up when you step on the scale and you see whatever happens, and we bring that to the next coaching call. We'll talk about that because that's one of the key things. Once you can get the scale down, folks, I always look at the scale as a great tool, not to measure your weight. It is good for that, but it's really good for measuring your emotions <laughs> and how you feel about weight loss. I love this scale because it's like in, in an ideal world where I want you to get to with the scales, I want you to think about the weight loss scale the same way you think about the speedometer of your car. You're not scared of looking at the speedometer of your car when you're driving, right? Um, unless you see blue lights behind you, and then you look at it, you're like, oh, shit, how fast am I going? But uh, you don't, you're not scared because if you're going fast, you know how to slow down. If you're going too slow, you know how to speed up. And so you're not scared of the speedometer because you know you you feel comfortable and confident that you can control how fast you're going. A lot of the fear of the scale is really just reflecting your uncertainty and your inability to be able to regulate your weight. But if you knew how to master your weight, the scale just becomes another measurement tool, right? And so one of the first things that kind of goes through is using that scale as a way to kind of work through your emotions. You know, that's how I approached it and it was really helpful. But we'll talk about that, um, Bailey. We'll, we'll talk about that. That uh, I want to know what the thoughts are, and we'll, we'll reframe some of those on the coaching call on Tuesday. Um, the eating is on the side. Yeah, nice. Um, I was awake this night, but I stayed by the feeling. Oh, great, Astrid. Good job, good job. Yeah, because we'll talk about that, Astrid. Uh, again, even waking up in the night, I, I love that, that conversation. So the first step is just becoming aware of what you're thinking, what you're doing, and then I've got a bunch of strategies for you to, to help with that because... Yeah, getting up in the middle of the night, people waking up in the middle of the night, that, that's a normal thing for a lot of people. It was for me. It's for a lot of people. It's not so much a problem of waking up isn't the problem as much as it is having a lack of strategies of what to do when that happens. You know, most people, they have no strategies and what they do intuitively is is bringing them further away from the goal of falling back to sleep. Um, Billy says, oh, I so agree about the scale. Good, good. Um, Sonoma Ray, nope, I keep going. I lost 25 pounds doing intermediate fasting, no sugar, carbs. Great job. Again, just keep it up. Keep it up. The more rigid, typically, typically, right? Thanks, Don. How's it going? TGIF, right? I love seeing that. Doesn't I love seeing more than Don throwing up the TGIFs? <laughs> I love Fridays as much as anyone on the planet. I might love Fridays more because, again, I eat clean Monday through Friday afternoon, and then my pleasure eating kicks off Friday night. And so I extra love Fridays, you know, on top of all the other reasons that people love Fridays. <laughs> but, uh... You know, again, Saddam Array, like, like when we see people that lost 25 pounds doing intermediate and fasting, no sugar, no carbs, um, don't get, and again, great for you. Okay, so great job. Um, but don't get seduced into that because sometimes with the weight loss, we get so so focused on the outcome that we want that we forget to pay attention to the process. And the process of no carbs and no sugar is an extreme one for most people. And it's one that they're not going to do because the quality of life starts to go down long term. And so, again, I'm not saying great job for you, right? And, and keep it up as long as you want to. But understand that rigid diets usually lead to overeating at some point. That, that's just the facts. It doesn't have to be. There's always outliers. There's always people it doesn't work with. But if you do something strict, if you have done things strict in the past and lost weight, and then you went and put all the weight back on, don't be surprised like there's something wrong with you. That's the norm. That's the norm. 
The more rigid you are with your weight loss plan, the more likely it is that there's going to be this bounce back effect where you put all the weight back on. So that's just, that's what the studies show us. I mean, you know, 95% of people on diets put the weight back on. So again, I'm not here to be negative, um, but I'm here to talk about weight mastery, not weight loss. Okay. And weight loss is what we're always focused on. And when we just focus on the weight loss piece, as if the goal weight is the, the finish line, we tend to choose more unsustainable extreme plans that we can't keep up. And you've probably, that's probably been your history with weight loss is choosing plans that you have not been able to sustain. You, you all here have been able to lose weight at some point and then you put it back on because you can keep the plan up. So what I'm talking about is weight mastery, getting to your goal weight and living there for the rest of your life on near autopilot. In a way, the, getting to the goal weight is kind of the starting line. You know, so it's a completely different paradigm. And it's really about the process you're using to create the result you want. It's not enough to just starve yourself or cut everything out just to get to the weight if you're not gonna be able to keep it up long-term, right? So I always want you to think about that. Um, Lynn says, I can fluctuate four pounds even throughout the day. It's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Well, don't let it be frustrating. It just is what it is. That's just your body, you know? And so start to internalize that. You know, what I would do is I, I was kind of the same way. I, I noticed there's like less fluctuation now than there used to be. When I, but I don't weigh myself as much either is another piece of it. But um, what I would fluctuate about four or five pounds within a week. You know what I mean? Like just, it was, I gave myself that range too. So I would have kind of my goal weight and then it was always like five pounds plus because I never knew I was going to show up there. Once it started getting six, seven pounds, then I kind of hit the, you know, I I'd refocus and bring myself back down. But I gave myself a five pound window. So for you, Linz, I would kind of put that in that four pound window um, that, that, that just kind of build that into your mindset, you know, don't just get caught into that one number. Cause we all have a range. We all have a range cause our weight all fluctuates, you know? So build that into how you think about your weight. Um, I lost mine and gained it back. Yeah, I get it, Kim. I mean, again, that's the norm. That's the norm. I have to go see you next time. See you later, Astrid. Um, same sushi tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Sushi. I might get sushi. I don't know. I think I'm going to eat. I will start having a cheat meal once I reach my goal to satisfy my cravings. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Um, wouldn't call it a cheat meal, right? Because once you get to your goal weight and you're adjusting how you're eating, it's no, it's not a cheat meal, right? What are you cheating? Right? No, no cheating, <laughs> right? It's just, it's a meal that you work and engineer and, and into your diet plan, you know, into what you're going to eat. A diet plan being your eating plan, right? I, 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 I don't like to use the word dieting. Um, it's just, it's just connected to so much bullshit. My main thing, right, if you, if you don't know me, is that I think most people that are struggling with weight loss are stuck in a dieter's mindset. And so I try to, as much as possible, really not use the language of dieting um, when I can. Um, Smurfy, is intermittent fasting a bad idea if it's sustainable? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the, I think intermittent fasting has all sorts of great, but I, I intermittent fast. Let me just say that first of all. So there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. I intermittent fast, but I kind of came into it 30 years ago. It wasn't about intermittent fasting. I wanted to stop eating at night. And so I created a bigger window before I went to bed. And when I stopped eating and that got bigger and bigger till now, you know, it's usually, I stop eating six, seven o'clock at night. I'll eat the next day, seven or eight o'clock, you know, so I create this 13, 14 hour window. And that was amazing. I think giving your body a break from eating is normal, natural, and wonderful. I think it feels amazing in every way. So I love it. And so, you know, every person has to figure out what works for them. Um, and it, yeah, so you say it works well for me, 18-6. Great. You know, if you love doing that, I think, I think it's great. I think it's important to understand too, though, like intermittent fasting is just a tactic. All these diets are just a tactic. 
You're not going to, I think you're not going to get the results you truly want if you just intermittent fast, if you just do keto, if you just do Weight Watchers. I think you need a more comprehensive approach to mastering your weight because it's rarely the strategy that makes the difference, right? Because every diet will work if you did it. All of them work if you follow them perfectly. The problem is, can you follow them perfectly? And what really leads to us following them is, is kind of where we're at mentally, emotionally, energetically, right? It's like, you know what to do and you're on task and, and on plan. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get in a fight with your boss, you know, you, 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 you know, I don't know, your dog gets sick, you know, you got to move. Just these life things happen. And all of a sudden you can't keep up with the plan, you know? And so we need a more holistic approach, I think, to set ourselves up to follow the plan that we want to follow that we've customized to ourselves, you know? The mindless eating is usually focused on junk. Yeah, I have focuses on meals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, hey, Smurfy, and, and I, I think that's great. So again, I'm not, I, I think that's what you just said is really important. In Program Yourself, then we structure our eating. We have a 5-2 model, five days clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And within those days, um, the clean days especially, it's meal-based, right? So there's breakfast, lunch, dinner is where we ultimately want to get to go. Now, some people, myself included, I used to eat, I'd have junk cereal, Wonder Bread, Jif toast, peanut butter uh, for breakfast, uh, maybe some juice. And then I would usually have a donut, a muffin or a croissant as a snack. And then I'd have lunch and it was usually a, a sandwich of some type with chips followed by a cookie. Then I would have an afternoon, I'd have a candy bar, chips, maybe a soda. Then I'd eat my dinner and then I would snack all night. And so <laughs> that's where I started from. And so it's like from that starting point, I didn't just go to three meals a day. You know, that was the goal. Again, with weight loss, the, the frustrating part is everyone's so impatient. They want to go from all, you know, they want to go from nothing to all. And um, it's overwhelming a lot of times. So I like to think of like, and program yourself, then we follow the all or something model where you slowly start to improve yourself strategically and systematically. But moving towards a focus on meals, I think is very important. Snacking is an unusual thing to do. It's a new concept put there by the food industry. And I think if you're going to snack in your life, you're going to have a very difficult time um, losing weight and mastering it. You, I, I always say, and I've said this a number of times already today, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. My only exception is structuring your eating. You have got to create structure with your eating. Um, if you don't, you're just going... See, because what you're doing to lose weight requires behavior change, right? You got to change how you're eating. And in order to change how you're eating, you have to understand that your eating is an automatic behavior, right? Very much like brushing your teeth, you know? And um, so it's just something you do on autopilot. And what a lot of people do is they try to consciously control this automatic behavior. And it kind of feels like if you tried to brush in your teeth with the other hand today, you can do it, but it takes a lot of thought and effort. And it, and it, it feels weird and it's uncomfortable and you feel like you're not doing it right. And so when you try and control your eating consciously, it takes a lot of energy. It feels weird and all the rest of it. So we have got to structure our eating systematically. And I think moving towards a meal-based approach, um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or two meals, whatever whatever you choose. Again, in this part, that's up to you. Some of my clients do one meal a day, two meal a day, three meal a day. But I think moving towards a, because that's what intermittent fast, that's why that works, is because there's no magic to it. It just compresses your eating window. You know, and so that that for most people is going to reduce calories because it focuses you on what you're eating more effectively, you know, but it doesn't have to just be that model either. Again, you can have the three meal model and, and you could do it that way as well. Um, yeah, snacking's rarely an apple or carrots. Now, that, that, that's that's true for a lot of people. That, that's not true for me. You know, so if I if I get hungry now, I got one right here. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll eat an apple. I'll have a banana. So I will actually snack on healthy stuff. But yeah, it's it's a process. You know, that's the part. It's it's 
that's probably the worst part of the diet or mindset is that impatience and that thing that you can just change everything tomorrow. You can't. You can't change everything tomorrow. I was saying this yesterday. You can only do your best, and your best isn't that great. Tough shit. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's just not that great. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, do your best. Do your best at eating better and losing weight. And know also that your best isn't that good. Because why would it be? Why would it be? You haven't practiced this. Hey, we got Smurfy here who's been practicing and fasting and, and, and like more practice with it. Smurfy's probably better at it. I've been practicing for 30 years. My best is better. I've been practicing it. If you haven't been focusing on your eating, you've been off and on, yo-yo dieting all over the place, your best isn't that good. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't mean this to be harsh, but you, you, why would it be good? Like, like, let me put it in a different context so if you're upset. But it's like, also, I'll play guitar. I'm okay at guitar. I've been playing for a while, but I've never really committed to it. It's like, it, it's a it's a hobby. You know what I mean? And it's like, I keep doing it. And I get better and I enjoy it. But my best isn't that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can try my best and be as focused in all the rest of it as I want to be, but I have a, my, my ceiling is here. Do, do you know what I mean? And so your ceiling, your weight loss ceiling is here. And yet you think it's up here. You think you're going to start day one being perfect and you're just going to be perfect until you lose all the weight. It's, it's, it's insanity. I don't blame you for it because this is what this is the effect of the diet industry. You know what I mean? Just your whole lifetime of diet industry on your on your head. It's got you thinking crazy, but you're way overestimating your abilities. <laughs> Sorry, you know, but uh, it's just true, right? Yeah, Lindsay says facts. Thank you. I, I know, right? Again, I don't. I don't. I <laughs> I go. Um, I'll just write this down. <laughs> Your best isn't that good. It's funny to me, because uh, you know I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just. I'm just. You know what I mean? You need to hear some honesty when it comes to weight loss, because the whole weight loss industry is a bullshit. It's all bullshit. You know what I mean? I was doing a call last week with a guy who is like a master copywriter. He's been involved with weight loss and hypnosis for forever, and it's like he comes in. And he doesn't ask me what I do at all. He's like, this is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? He's just like, and I realized I'm like, damn, you know, all weight loss is like, it's all just marketing. Even Weight Watchers, the points thing was made up by a marketing team. You know, it's all just marketing. It's all bullshit. And no one's telling you the truth. I can tell you the truth because I got the Robin Hood model. I do this for free. You know, so it's like I got my clients to pay me good money. And then I can get out here and just tell you all this shit for free. And I don't have to hold back and bullshit you, you know, which I think is a real valuable thing for you all because I think you're bullshitted left and right and up and down in the weight loss industry. Constant bullshit, you know. Um, so anyways, as soon as I've turned 51, everything I eat goes directly to my midsection. Help, I don't binge, etc. Yeah, I get that too, too. So again, here, here's that, that comprehensive approach I'm talking about. And this is a, a this is true for everyone, but especially if you're menopausal, hormonal, thyroid issues, you know, insulin resistant, all those physical issues that people struggle with, you've got to have a lifestyle component. We all do, but especially you, because think about it, 51, you know, maybe you got menopausal stuff going on, hormonal stuff going on. It's affecting your biochemistry, how your body's operating in a negative way. And so we need to counteract that with some positive biochemical, you know, Im impacts. And the way you do that is through your lifestyle in order of importance, getting proper sleep, hydration, uh, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. You start weaving these into your life and everything starts getting better. 
you know? And so a lot of times that'll mitigate the, the physical effects of these other challenges and usually make you better off anyways, you know? But, but it's not just about calories in, calories out, just, just focusing on the food. We really need to have this lifestyle approach, not only because it helps you biochemically, hormonally, all those other reasons, um, but it just feels better. You feel better mentally, physically, emotionally, everything gets better. Um, can you speak more to your hypnosis sessions? Um, and do you incorporate exercise in them? Uh, yeah, well, the hypnosis sessions, in my program, the hypnosis sessions really serve a supporting role. I, I do not believe that hypnosis in and of itself is going to help you master your weight. I, I do not believe that. I have not seen any evidence that that's going to ever work. Um, I think it's important. It's very powerful, and it's a very, very important supplement. But in my program, there's hypnosis sessions, there's a self-hypnosis technique I teach, which I think is the most important thing of all. And there's the weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints that you fill out and customize to yourself. And those are the roadmaps you follow to get to your goal weight and live there forever. So this becomes the full system, the hypnosis, the self-hypnosis and these blueprints, because the blueprints tell you what to do. And then the self-hypnosis and the hypnosis program you to do it. And so the hypnosis is always general. So I know a lot of good things I wanna put into your head. But you need the self-hypnosis because you are the one that knows what you really need to focus on, your specific behaviors, what you're thinking about, how you want to feel, who you want to be. And so you need to have the ability to program your own subconscious mind. And the Program Yourself Then technique I show you is that one, two-minute technique it takes. You do it at night, and it's a way to program who you want to be into your subconscious mind so you naturally begin to act differently. Um, but the hypnosis sessions are powerful, and I give, I give you – my program is pretty unique. Um, I deliver it through the phone. And so each morning you get a message from you, click on it, and I give you a five-minute hypnosis session in the morning. This helps you develop consistency. Every morning you sit for five minutes, you relax, you calm down, and you get all this positive suggestions put into your mind. Each session has a weight loss mantra in it. And so it's an eight-week program. So you get a total of 57 mantras put into your mind in a very unique way. And that alone starts to change the way that you eat and behave and live. Um, and then there's sleep gnosis sessions at night. Now these ones... Each one of these has a core weight loss mantra. You get eight of these, one a week, and you listen to the same one each night. And this installs a deeper weight loss mantra in your mind. So those are really helpful and, and very, very powerful. But ultimately, it's the program yourself then technique where you program yourself to do the things you want to do that's the most powerful technique. All right. So I hope that kind of helps you. Um, and, and by the way, anyone who's on here, if, you, if you've never experienced hypnosis or you've never experienced my hypnosis, Again, I'm one of the highest paid hypnotists on the planet, folks. Okay, I want you to know that. I give you a hypnosis session. Click the, go to my bio um, on TikTok here and click the link and go get the hypnosis session I give you. It's called The New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session to help clarify and connect you to the goal, weight, and person you want to be. And just listening to that, you'll feel relaxed, calm, motivated, and you will naturally make better food choices for the next couple of days just if you listen to it one time. And that's free. And then once you get that, I also give you a training three steps to master your weight. I'd strongly recommend you listen to it, okay? But yeah, don't, just t t check it out, you know? Um, hypnosis can make you feel amazing, all right? So, so go listen to that. Um, Denise says, it's like a job or everyday routine. You just need to show up daily and press on. Oh, absolutely, Denise. That's so true. Um, that's so true. But, but again, with, with diet, like it's so superficial. You know, there's not enough to work on. I think with, um, with Program Yourself, then there's just a, a, a more comprehensive and robust approach to mastering your weight. I don't think it's enough to just focus on the food you're putting on your mouth. I think it helps to start to understand how you're thinking, how you're feeling, 
how your behavior is operating. When you understand more granular aspects of those things, you can really influence in much more powerful ways so that the eating is way easier to get yourself to do. You know, most people just focus on willpower, eating it differently, but they're never focusing on the bottom up factors, the things that are affecting your energy, your hunger, your cravings, your moods. Those things have a huge impact on what foods you end up choosing, you know, and diets just focus on like what you're supposed to eat. So I think you need a more comprehensive approach to really um, master your weight, to really be able to live at it for good. You know, I think that's important. So. All right. Well, it's Friday. Then we get out of here. I uh, hope you all have a nice weekend here. Again, remember, if you're if you're not in that world yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, and um, and I also email you every day. You know, I, I actually uh, give you supportive, encouraging emails to kind of keep you on track and help you out. Okay, so go sign up for that if you haven't done it yet. Uh, my podcast is Program Yourself. Then you can listen to that. I do live calls every day, uh, noon, right? Every day this week. I got here at noon, so that's big. Um, so if you ever have questions about your weight or you're feeling stuck, feel free to throw them in here and I'll, I'll try and help you out as best I can. Um, if you're really serious about, you know, mastering your weight and get, getting control of this, uh, you can join my program. Now's a great time to do it. You know, I, I love this time of year. Some of my favorite clients start like right around now. I, I love these people because they're the ones that aren't just gonna, you got two paths ahead of you right now and the window is closing fast. You got about a week or two before you kind of die as cast for the rest of the year. And so there's a, most people are going to go, they're kind of kind of ignore things. The next thing, it's a week or two weeks away from Thanksgiving. Uh, just, uh, I'm going to wait till January 1st. <laughs> and then my favorite people are the people who say, I don't give a shit. I want to get going on this now. And I want to start this now. And then by the time January comes, first comes, they'll be down, you know, a number of pounds and they'll be, you know, on track to master their weight. So if you're that person again, uh, you know, let's get started because that window closes quick. I always notice like after a week or two in November, after the first or second week in November, you're kind of on one of those paths. You're going to be one of them. So uh, anyways, all right, everyone have a super weekend and I will talk to you soon. Bye.